This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so excited to have Barbie Eckler today. Barbie is the wife of Mike Eckler, special teams coordinator and outside linebackers for the Tennessee Vols. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you. Well, congratulations on the new job. Uh, Coach brings 15 years of Power 5 experience to Rocky Top with three national championship appearances. When you look back at his career to date, what do you think contributes to Coach Eckler getting guys to perform at such a high level? I would have to say Mike is like the ultra positive person. He has always been that way. He sees things with the glass half full. Um, He always will say, I don't want to hear you having a good day. I want to hear you having a great day. So I think he, he really brings kind of a positive energy to the room he's in. And, um, and I think that is very helpful. And I also think that he always, always says you have to earn the trust of the guys in that room before you can have any impact on them. And I think he works really hard to show them that he cares about them and that um, he wants them to learn. He's there to teach them. He's got their back. If something happens, he's not going to be pointing the finger at them. You know, he's going to take a look to see what he needs to do to change. And I think all of that combined really helps him to make a really good connection with the, with the kids. Um, that, that would be how I would see it. Now, where did you grow up and did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? <laughs> well, I grew up in Iowa, little town, Iowa, and, um, little town called Denver, which has one stoplight little <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and went to Iowa state. So I was kind of a homebody stayed right there. And, um, and no, I, I never did. I didn't grow up in that world. You know, I didn't have a parent or a relative that coach. So I, I didn't even, didn't even see that whole world. So nope, didn't, didn't see myself as a coach's wife at all. Now, how did you meet Mike? I met Mike. I graduated college and went down to Phoenix with some girlfriends just to get out of Iowa and uh, went back to school to work on uh, a master's degree in education. And he came down for the Phoenix open with a friend of mine and they stayed with us and met him through um, that friend. And we just stayed connected. And, um, and here we are today. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So how many years have you been married? This will be um, in September number uh, 23. We'll be married 23 years. Wow. Crazy. Incredible. Now yeah. tell me about yeah. your amazing, successful children where everybody is. <laughs> Hi. So um, so we have four. We have a boy and three girls. And JJ is our junior. And he's at App State in North Carolina studying computer science. And Cameron is our freshman. And she's at Kansas. Um, she rose there and is loving it. And Abby is our senior in high school. She actually graduated at semester and is just doing some working right now, but um, she's still trying to figure out her college plans. She's got some volleyball opportunities. So we're just trying to figure that all out. And then Bella is our littlest. She's a seventh grader and um, keeps me super busy. So they're <laughs> awesome. 
Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, you were at North Texas the past couple of years and then Kansas before that. You've had a unique road, just some amazing places you guys have been at. Georgia, Nebraska, I'm probably going out of order. But um, overall, I know you're about to hit Tennessee this fall, which is a very fun place to watch a football game. What's typically <laughs> a home game look like for you? Yep. Well, you know, it's changed over the years a little bit. When the kids were little, I I really didn't do a whole lot. I just kind of stayed at home until the sitter came at the last minute and then kind of pulled into the stadium when the national anthem was played, you know, just um, it was so busy. And then, um, and then, you know, as they're, as they're a little older now and they enjoy some of the game time atmosphere, we try and, and go in and do some tailgating with friends and just get that whole experience. And, um, and then there are some weekends when the kids have activities and I don't even get to the game. So it just kind of varies depending on what's happening. Mm, that's true. You talked about the seasons of life, you know, that's, you know, they yeah. change a little bit. Sometimes it's easier when they're younger to be able to be at everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just you get a sitter or whatnot and head in. Now, do you travel to some of the away games? I don't right now just because it's so busy with kids activities. Um, I try and do, you know, if they have a live trip to an away game, I really try hard to make that one just because those are a lot of fun, but um, I don't go to a lot of away games. No. Now, you know, we have high highs. We talked about the national championships that uh, games that you guys have been a part of, I believe was that at LSU and what other places have you been at where that was just some of those moments? Yep. Yep. We, so we were at Oklahoma. That's where Mike started and, and played back to back championships. Um, when he was there, those two years, then went to LSU and had another one. So, you know, talk about kicking off a career. You're like, wow, this must be how it is. <laughs> you know, and, then, and then lately, you know, you just can't even quite get to the, the conference championship game, but it's just the way football goes. But it was, um, it was quite exciting. Those, those few years, let me tell you. Yes. Now we have high highs in this business and very low lows. So when you think about kind of looking back, what do you think's been some of the toughest adversity you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? If we're talking about the football world, I would say, you know, those times when you're fired, you know, people have always told Mike when he first got into the business, if you're not fired, then you haven't been coaching long enough. And you kind of laugh and you're like, yep, but it's true. I mean, I, Mike has been on a staff that's been fired four different, you know, four times. And so you're all of a sudden you're thrown out into this, what in the world are we going to do? And those aren't easy. Those are really, and, and most people probably can relate, unfortunately, to what I'm saying. It's, it's tough to, to be fired and to be let go and, and not know what you're doing next and not know where you're going. And um, I would say those for sure are, are the, the hardest times, the hardest parts of this profession being fired, especially when it's really has been out of your control. Mm, yeah. How has it changed yeah. you as you've gone through that? You know, I, I'm not, I don't get as worked up about it anymore. You know, I, I just, it happens and you have to move forward. And, you know, the first couple of times, you know, the staff was fired. You're just kind of, you just don't even know what to do. You're just kind of, it's, everything is kind of crazy, but and it doesn't necessarily make it any better now that we've done it a few times, but, but you do learn that you get through it and that um, there's usually something better sitting on the other side, you know, especially if you have a faith, um, you can really rely on that. And so I, I just, and for Mike, especially, he sees that, that 
he gets through it each time and, and moves forward. And, you know, it's not looking back on it. You know, you can, you can see that things will eventually work back out. I think that's probably what, you know, the, the, the big lesson that he has taken from this. God works all things for our good, for his people. Now, yes. Yep. You are year, what's that, 23 of being a coach's wife? Yeah, well, so just 20 because 20. he wasn't a coach when That's I married right. him, had I known. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, he was uh, He was in a, a family business and then just got the coaching bug um, and, and jumped into it. So just the, the 20th year. I think we've had 18 years at the college level, and then he had a couple years at the high school level. Wow. So you look now and you yeah. think, what's one thing that you're glad you've made a priority in your life? Gosh, you know, we talk about the seasons of life, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think my priorities have changed over the years during his football journey. You know, when, when, when the kids are little, it's really your priority is just to be in survival mode. <laughs> yeah. Because people outside of this business don't understand that you are truly a single parent most of the year. And so it's really when they're little, it's survival mode. And then it kind of shifts you know, they get a little older and, and you need to have them places. And so that becomes your priority, making sure, you know, their friend group is good and their prior, you know, their, they get to their activities and their schoolwork's getting done. And now that I have some older kids, I'm finding a little more time for me, maybe, um, you know, just getting back into the gym and being able to read a book if I want. So, um, you know, they, they shift with, with the changes, um, just as the kids have gotten older. So um, that's, that's really, I, that's really how I see it. He's had 15 years of power five experience and he's reached that epitome. So there's things you, you don't do that alone. There's things that you have done that has contributed toward the success. And I'm sure he would come on here and say that if I invited him to be a part of it. But <laughs> what do you think that you've done that's had a help to him in your lives as a family? You know, I, I was thinking about this and I, I have a pretty independent personality and I feel like that has really helped because I, I like to kind of do things my way and that's not always a good thing, but I think it has helped in this journey because I don't, um, I don't necessarily look to a lot of other people always for what maybe needs to get done or how I need to do it. And I think that has helped him because he understands that he can, leave the house and things are going to be fine and I'm not going to be needing a million things. Um, but I also think on his end, he has allowed me to do that. He has, he has that trust in me where he doesn't come home and question everything that I've done or why I've done it this way. And so it has just really worked for both of us. Um, and I think that's, I think when a coach can leave the house and not have to worry about everything that's going on, I think he can be a better coach at work. And I feel like we have done that together. You could definitely look at your children and see that. I obviously get to no, see Cameron you. firsthand. Just absolutely <laughs> love her and so grateful well, our paths. <laughs> she's amazing um, with my oh, children. She loves your kids. Oh my gosh, she's oh, precious. She loves them. <laughs> now, this business is so competitive. It's uh, unlike anything, I guess. There's only a few types of career paths that are similar at all to this, but, you know, has there been a job that you, they thought, you know, would go your way, or you thought that your husband would be able to get, and he thought he's kind of counting it and, you know, we're doing this as next. And then it just kind of got pulled away from him some way. What did you say to him to keep him encouraged? 
You know, it's so hard because I can't, I can't think of a specific job that he was just gung ho on. He thought for sure I'm a shoe in. Um, but it's been in all those times when he has been fired and he's just hoping to connect with somebody and he's kind of in that place. And, and, and honestly, I just, and it sounds like such a cliche, but I just have, I just tell him over and over, you know, there's got to be a better opportunity somewhere else. Like, like it ended here. And so there's got to be something that is better for you somewhere else. And you just have to keep thinking that. And yeah, you just have to keep thinking that. And honestly, for me, I say that to him. And then there's a lot of conversations between me and God, <laughs> to be honest. I'm on my knees a lot with that. And, um, but I just try and encourage him with, you know, just remember, there's always a better plan. There's a, there's a different purpose. Um, so just keep moving forward and, and, you know, thank, thankfully we've always landed in a, in a good, you know, in a, in a better spot or a spot that he is supposed to be in. And so, um, certainly grateful for that, but just, you know, that's just what I try and tell him. How do you keep yourself grounded and encouraged through that? Is it through your faith? It is. And I honestly, I tell people all the time and I, I don't, I, this isn't to offend anybody at all, but I honestly don't know in this profession how people do it without having a faith in Jesus, because I, I don't know what I would do. Like when, when things just get rough, I mean, you're, you're on your knees and sometimes you don't even know what to say. You just are there. And, um, that is, that's what keeps me grounded completely. And I I don't know how I would do it without. Same here. I mean, there is just no way that I could survive without God and his presence and his encouragement in my life. I I just, I couldn't make it, you know, it's too much to hold. It is. It is. And like I said, I don't know how people do it without it. I, I know they do, but for me, it would never work. So I'm, that's, that's where I go to, when I need to be encouraged or to be lifted up or just to sit in some peace for a little while, you know, when the chaos is swirling. Now, those times when you are moving to a new city, uh, what are some of the ways that you've been able to um, get connected in a new town or getting a new job or childcare, whatever it may be. You've had four children. You've, they've been small at times whenever you've moved. Yeah. Trying to get them yeah. connected. What's the best way you've found? You know, we're so lucky in this profession to have a group of ladies who get it. They need childcare. So they have researched it. And then they just, it's like one big giant group, this information just being you know, given to everybody, Hey, you know, doctor, OBGYN, you know, babysitters. So having a group of built in ladies already is then like a treasure. And, you know, a lot of times you'll like secretaries will, you know, carry over from staff to staff and they've always been amazing with getting information out to us. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I had to move somewhere <laughs> without a football staff, because it would be hard, harder. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) After a big win, do you have something, any traditions? You know, not really. We just, um, we just get in the car a lot happier. That's for sure. We (laughs) usually have friends and, you know, with a big sigh of relief. We usually have friends or family like most people do on the weekends during football season. So it's just, it's just always so much more fun to go home on a win. And then you just, we usually, honestly, we usually just 
are eating something and we sit down and we'll, we'll probably turn the TV on and watch the rest of the football games. I know that's probably, you know, not the, not the most ideal way to celebrate a win, but we just kind of, you know, Mike is so tired, you know, exhausted just from giving all he has. Sometimes just coming home after a game and just chilling out with friends and family and eating some pizza and, and doing not much of anything is how we kind of go about things after, after any game, really. Yes. I hear you on the eating the pizza. There was one year that it was literally, I guess we're ordering pizza. And then when we went, completely different one week and we had like chick-fil-a and then we like switched it back I'm like no that's not working <laughs> yeah and then but, you get a little superstitious you're like okay yes. we had chick-fil-a last week so we lost so now we're going back to pizza <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. i'm never one that gets really um prepared and has an entire dinner ready you know afterwards you know it's no. definitely going to oh, be gosh. takeout <laughs> for sure for sure and then you just hope you know maybe maybe Mike can grab an extra you know packaged meal on the way out to the bus <laughs> or something and you know we, <laughs> we snack on that at home I don't know oh gosh yeah now yeah. what are some of the things that you guys do to stay connected during the football season it's long it backs up to recruiting they're traveling a lot do you guys make time for I'm, date night or how does that work I'm not gonna lie it's during the season it's the hours that they put in and between the kids activities, it's really tough to stay super connected. So, um, you know, we do our best a lot of times Thursday nights, you know, for people, it's an earlier night for the coaches, um, you know, with games being that weekend. So we will try and hit dinner, you know, those nights, but, um, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, so you just have to make sure you're communicating, uh, you know, well together when you don't get to see each other much. So, um, it's tough, but, um, we've made it thus far. <laughs> yes. Now, some yeah. of the wives on the staffs you've been a part of have really been your support system. What are some of the ways you enjoy Absolutely. connecting with them? Yeah. I, you know, my favorite thing that I do with the staff wives or the, those who want to participate in is the Bible study. Um, that is just, I look so forward to the fall starting because I know our Bible study is starting back up and it's just an amazing way to get to know the ladies on a different level. Um, and just to have that time together with people who understand what you're going through, um, whether you're winning or losing, and then just getting into to the word of God. That's, it's my favorite way to connect with the ladies. Mm, I love that. What are some of the ways you guys try yeah. to reach out to the players? Last year was completely different with COVID. Right. So I'm just going to skip, <laughs> skip over that year, but you know, usually, you know, sending treats in to the position that Mike has is always something we do on like a Thursday and, and making sure all the players have a place to go on Thanksgiving, you know, if they can't travel home. And on, on several staffs, we do like handwritten notes to the players each week, just letter, you know, little notes of encouragement that are put in their lockers. So you try and find a way to let them know that, you know, like you said, they're not just a number on the field to us, mm -hmm. you know, that they really, yeah. they do really matter to us and and we're thankful for them and um and they're special well you're giving a lot they do like the... food they do yes like they food. do <laughs> they yes do like the food, so <laughs> i know yeah. we love having them for <laughs> easter as well because a lot of the times oh, they're yeah. still um in town sometimes they're able to yeah you know spring, yeah spring ball it's um it's a great time to have them over uh, you know and especially you know, you can, you know, if it's important to your family, that holiday, it's, 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 sometimes it's good for them to see that too. So Easter is another great one. You're right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Do you get any downtime? I'm hearing you talk all about giving to other people. <laughs> do you, what do you enjoy doing? So, you know, um, honestly, now that my kids are over, you know, my, my kids are older, I do have a little more downtime. And, and I do remember the times when I didn't have it and it's just like survive. But, but right now in this stage of my life, I do have a little downtime. I love to read. I went, I, I went back to school and I'm just finishing that up. So I feel like I um, am starting to kind of feed into some of the things that um, have interest me now. So I feel very fortunate about that. What would you say are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? I think easily the friendships that I've made along the way. I mean, you want to talk about amazingly strong women. You just have to look at football coaches, wives to see what that looks like. And it's been so cool. I, you know, to just to, to have lived in different parts of the country and experiencing that and just the, the beautiful friendships that have come from that, that by far to me is probably the most rewarding part of this whole journey that we've been on. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am ready. What's the last book you have read? All right. Well, this is nothing exciting for most people, but um, it was called Eating on the Wild Side. Coach surprises you, (laughs) walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Yep. Yep. I'm going to have to go old school here and say headliner would be Eric Clapton. With maybe go. like Fleetwood Mac and Bob Seger is like the next band. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go old school. Nice. I love Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? See, this one was easy. I would, uh, hands down, it has to be Jesus, of course. Yes. You get yep. that alone. What show would you binge watch? I am not a big like series person, but anything on HGTV, I could just sit and watch. I'm an HGV, HGTV kind of person. Oh, you're my girl. And Landry, my Landry yeah. watched some HGTV with us. <laughs> I love it. What's your go-to meal to cook? Yep. Yep. Pancakes. Oh, big pancakes. Mm. Yes. Yep. Yes. And everybody likes them. So it's safe. You know, it's one of those foods. Do you ever no make them for dinner? Anybody. You ever make oh, pancakes yeah. All for the dinner? Time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in a pinch. We're having pancakes oh, tonight. Yep. 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 What sport can you beat Coach Eckler in? That'd be free throws. Really? Coffee shot game. Free throws. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, we always, we go to the arcade and we do pop a shot. I, hands down, he'll never win. <laughs> he'll kill me. Yeah, but it's funny. We have a big contest. But yep. That would be it. Did you play basketball in high school? I did. Yeah. But it's just, we have so much fun doing that. We, we get a little competitive, but I think he has yet to beat me, to be honest. So I'm going to just stick with that. <laughs> What's one thing non-tech you can't live without? Yeah, this is probably what everybody says, but I, the car, like I couldn't live. I, we, we, I don't know what we would do. We'd be lost with <laughs> kids wouldn't have any, <laughs> I don't with the car for me. It would definitely be the car. If you could have a superpower, what would that be? Yeah, it would be being in two places at one time for sure. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, Barbie, for sharing with us. This has been too much fun. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's, this has been awesome. I've, I've so loved this. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. 
If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at Brewer-Hope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.